0: Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. Thank you for taking the time today to tune into this broadcast. We are gonna get into the Word of God together, and I'm so excited about what we're beginning on today's broadcast as it's gonna carry us over the next several weeks. Since the beginning of this year, we have been in a series here at Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, based on the Word of the Lord to this church and to the partners of this ministry. He spoke to us out of the book of John chapter 10, verse 10. Let me read to you what Jesus said. It's familiar to you, but I want you to hear it today again and get revelation from it. Jesus said in verse 10 of John 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's the word of the Lord to this church and to this ministry for 2021. Jesus, I believe spoke to us by the spirit and said, those things that have been hanging around in your life for too long, things that are stealing, things that are killing, things that are destroying, those things have come to an end. And this year, 2021 is the beginning of life more abundantly. So if you've not been uh, walking in what you would think of as life more abundantly, that can change this year. That can change right now. That can change today. And it changes when you grab a hold of that word and you say, that's my word. That's the word of the Lord to me, to my family. We believe it and we receive it. And that's what we've been in here at Legacy Church talking about living life more abundantly. Now, specifically today, what we're going to begin that will, like I said, take us over the next couple of weeks of broadcast is looking into the word for the life of God and the way it affects these physical bodies. Today, we're beginning a message called, His words are medicine. His words are medicine. And you see that in the scriptures from the book of Proverbs chapter four, that when you attend to his word, when you incline your ear to his sayings, when you keep them in front of your eyes and they get down into your heart, then he said, my words will be life. They will be health to your flesh. That word health literally translates to medicine. So if you're watching today and there's something going on in your physical body that you know is not the will of God for you, then I want you to grab a hold of what you hear today, and I want you to say, His words are my medicine, and attend to His word, and let His word be like medicine going into you, ministering life and health to your body. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, You should probably be able to quote this with me by now The thief does not come except to steal. And to kill and to destroy, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That is the word of the Lord for this church, this body of believers, which includes those of you watching online and the people who are a part of this congregation from all over the world. That's what the Lord spoke to us coming out of 2020 into 2021. He said, just like 2020's coming to an end, so is sickness and disease. Yeah. Amen. And we laughed about this together and I still hear it. And you do too. People in the last days and weeks and months of, of last year were, oh, I just can't wait for this year to be over. I just can't wait for 2020 to be gone forever. And I understand it was a challenging year to say the least. But you just want to tell people, you do know there's nothing magical, right, about flipping a calendar page. You understand that, don't you? And I don't think people did. I think they fully expected that at, at the, the stroke of midnight... From December 31st going into January 1st that COVID would be out of here and that all the political turmoil and all the strife in the streets would be gone. How's that theory working out? It's not, that that, that doesn't change anything. Spiritual things aren't changed in the natural realm. And everything we dealt with last year, every, every bit of it had a spiritual root with a spiritual force behind it. And if you want to stop its effect in your life, you got to get into the Spirit and deal with it there. Not in the natural, in the Spirit. And what the Lord spoke to us was, just as the years come into a close, He used that as a picture, as an image, to say, so is sickness and disease in your life. He said, it's the end of sickness and disease and what? Help me out, who remembers? The beginning of life more abundantly. We've talked quite a bit about this. And it wasn't, like we said, just because the year ended. But the Lord was using that as a picture to paint for us. Just like that's coming to an end. If you'll believe this word, if you'll receive this word, then things that have held on in your life for too long. Sicknesses and diseases that have been around. uh, Weaknesses in the body that have just hung on and hung on year after year after year. Those things, if you'll believe this word, will come to an end. And as the Lord talked to us about it, we've come to realize it's not just something in the physical body, but, but shortage and lack that's hung around in your life and family for too long. If you will believe this word, it's coming to an end. Amen. Strife in the home. If you'll hold on to this word that we have from the Lord, those things will come to an end. And as they end, life more abundantly can begin. But I want to go back today to exactly what the Lord said. When he said it, it was back in November of 2020. Sickness and disease is coming to an end and this is the beginning of life more abundantly. Yes. Amen. Jesus said here in John 10 that the thief does not come except to. So this is the only reason Satan comes in anybody's life. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. And what I want to talk about this morning, this is a healing day here at Legacy Church. I I want to let the Word of God go to work in your heart and mind. and there There may be some mind change, some mind renewal that's needed along these lines. I want you today to start thinking differently concerning sickness, concerning disease. I want you to think of sickness for what it is. It's a thief. It's a thief. Sickness and disease comes in the life of any person. And it comes as a thief to steal joy, to steal strength, to rob you of your time, right? To rob you of finances, to rob you of purpose. Sickness is a thief. And the reason I say that is because you would never tolerate a thief in your house. You wouldn't sit on the couch, right? Watching TV while some stranger came through your house bagging up all your stuff. You wouldn't tolerate that. You wouldn't sit there and just let it happen. You'd do something about it. And what I'm telling you this morning is we need to come to a place where we stop tolerating... The thief in the house. It's amazing to me how much people, Christian people will just put up with. They'll just tolerate it. And not just tolerate it, but actually make place for it. Make excuse for it, make room for it and get to the point where they just call it life. And Satan has so deceived people and tricked people into believing Something other about sickness and disease, believing something other than, hey, this is a thief come to rob me of my time, come to rob me of my joy, come to rob me of my family, come to rob me of my strength and my finances. He's got people believing, you know, daddy had it and I do too. He's got people believing this is just part of living and you just put up with this stuff. Would you just put up with somebody walking through your house, stealing your stuff? Would you put up with that same dude coming back day after day after day to get more stuff? If you would, you're a fool. If you would, you're a fool. It's time to come to the same place in our lives concerning anything that's trying to rob from us. We recognize it for what it is. Sickness is a thief. Can you see how that's a different approach to it than most of the rest of this world? They just tolerate it. Put up with it. And many people, the longer it hangs around, the more they get used to it. And they kind of get, I don't know, a little bit happy about the, uh, the conveniences that it affords them. If nothing else, the pity they get from people. People can fall in love with their own sickness. But they're just putting up with a thief. Robbing them day after day after day. So here's the first thing we got to do in our minds is change the way we're thinking about this is a thief and I'm not tolerating it in my life. Number two, we need to recognize sickness is death. It's death. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When we think in terms or talk in terms of death and life, we usually, if you'll stop and think about it, you'll realize you're thinking dead or alive. When we talk in terms of death and life, if you think, you'll realize, okay, what I'm really thinking here is dead or alive. But the Bible said death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. That doesn't just mean you say something negative and you're dead, (laughs) right? There's a difference between death and life and dead or alive. Sickness is death. It may just be a small measure of it. But if that, that thing that starts as a small measure of death in the body, if it's allowed to go unchecked, unresisted, either by the immune system or by natural medication or by the word of God, if it goes unresisted, that small measure of death will grow and grow and grow. And a, a, body, a body can have death working in it while it's up moving around. Can you see the difference between death and life and dead or alive? if that measure of death is allowed to grow and grow and grow and grow unresisted, unchecked, it will eventually grow to the point where there's more death than life working in the body and life will eventually lose that tug of war, if you will. And somebody is dead once there's more death than life. Once there's no life left, and the only thing that's in there is death, that's when somebody arrives at that place we call dead. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The reason I say that is, again, why would you put up with any death working in you at all? Hmm? Why would we tolerate death when Jesus just told us that his whole purpose in coming was so that you'd have life? But again, that's more than just being alive, right? He wants you having life and having it more abundantly. What's that mean? More life than death working in you all the time. So that when a measure of death tries to show up, the life that's in you goes, what are you doing in here? You got no right in here. You got no place in here. And that life in you is so much bigger, so much more abundant, so much stronger than any death trying to work, that it totally flushes out death. But see, if you just are willing to put up with this stuff, huh? Oh, it's just, it's just a seasonal thing. It's just a 24 hour deal. Folks, I got better things to do with 24 hours than to be laying flat on my back, right? Or to be in the floor, hurting, in pain. I got better things to do with my time. You've got better things to do with your time than to let 24 hours be robbed of you. But it's going to have to require a mind change, a, a renewal of the mind, so that when this stuff shows up in any measure, I don't care if we're talking about a common cold or a cancer diagnosis, it shows up in any measure you identify, that's a thief, and I refuse to be robbed from. You will not steal from me. And you recognize that's death. And I'm a born again believer, full of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus came to give me his life and to give it to me more abundantly. That's where the resistance begins. Are you with me? The New Living Translation of John 10 said, uh, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Part of living a rich life is being rich in health. To being rich in strength. And that's why we spent a number of weeks in a row talking about the things that the scripture identifies as worth more than your money. And one of those things is your health. Your health is worth more than your money. Amen. That's kind of what that's that's kind of the response people give you when you And you if you made it if you had them choose. You want strong health or a lot of money? Man, I don't know. It should be no question because the Bible identifies health as something worth more than riches. What good is the money? If you're laying so weak, or so, so weak and so sick in bed, you can't do anything with it. There's no joy. There's no strength to enjoy it. Everybody say this. My health, my health is, worth is worth more than my money. All right, just chew on it. If you don't believe it, just hang around. So, if Jesus' purpose in coming was to give us a rich and a satisfying life, the next question is, where do we go to get it? And we looked at John chapter six, verse sixty-three. Don't turn there. We'll, we'll uh, just review this a little bit. Jesus said, "This it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits how much? Nothing. The words. Everybody say the words." The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Say it again. The words. Words. Whose words? Jesus' Jesus' words. The word of God, his words. This is one of the distinguishing characteristics that, that make his words different than any words ever spoken by anybody. His words are spirit and his words have something in them that other words don't have. His words have something in them that all other words lack. You want to know what it is? Life. Life. His words are life. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Him who? The Word. The Word. All things were made through the Word. God said, light be, and there was. It was words, it was faith-filled words that created. And they're still doing the same thing today. All things were made through him, the word, and without him, without the word, was nothing made that was made. In him, in the word, was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't comprehend it. Other translations say the darkness can't overcome it. The darkness can't overcome the light that's in the Word. Verse 14 of John chapter 1 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word of God is more than just this book sitting on your lap or on your coffee table or in the dashboard of your car. The Word is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. He's the Word made flesh. And we saw last week from 1 Peter chapter 1, I'm just going to go over some of these verses again. It says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever because all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man, as of the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So Jesus is the word made flesh. The word of God is a seed. Everybody say a seed. You remember we talked about the seed and our need for seed last week. Everything you need is already in the seed. Beginning with your salvation. We were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Means it cannot die, it cannot fail. That's how you were born again. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, there was a seed planted in your spirit on the inside and there was life in it. And in that seed, the seed of the word of God, it contains everything you need in this life. It contains your salvation. It's got your healing in it. It's got your deliverance, your peace, your joy, your prosperity, your provision, your restoration, your recovery. Everything you need is in the seed. It's in the seed of the word of God. And we've been born again by that seed. And I'll remind you what we said last week. What we want you to get as much or more than anything else in your time in this church, what we want you to develop is a love For the word of God, a value for the word of God. We want you to be in an atmosphere that teaches you and your children and trains them up in such a way that they run to the word of God. Anytime a need presents itself in any area, any arena of life, they run to the word. You run to the word of God. And you esteem his word higher than anybody else's word. You esteem his word higher than the word of your doctor, your lawyer, your banker. You esteem his word higher than the voice of your own flesh. You run to the word. And anytime a need presents itself in your life, the first thing on your mind is what does the word say about it? What has God already said about what I'm dealing with right now? But that has to be trained in us. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing how many believers and how many people that, that would claim to have a respect and would claim to have an honor for God, that the moment the pressure is on and you try to talk to them about what the word says, the only thing they can come back with is, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I feel this. And yeah, but, I, but I, I'm going through that. And yeah, but this is what it looks like. And yeah, but this is what it feels like. And you're going, yeah, but the word yeah, but what did God, what did God said? And some of the most frustrating conversations I've ever had as a minister is with people where you're giving them the word and there's just this refusal to accept it. And it's like, you know what, man, if we can't put a common value on what we believe to be the most important, how we, how can we communicate? How can we share in anything? And what we want you to get from every time you walk through those doors and through every service you're a part of is that you leave with this new value and this new love for the Word of God. And you esteem it so highly that you give it first word and last word and every word in between. Amen? This is a different way of living life. But why would we put so much emphasis on this? Because there's life. There's life and then there are words. (laughs) There's something in those words that you can't find in any other words. They are spirit and they are life. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. God. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.